from spooky legends past, down through generations, to haunted locations that hold a ghostly past. Come one, come all, come blinders and seekers, hear the creepy side of Nipa. Welcome to the creepy side of Nipa. I am Dan Kozlowski. Here we are already in the third week of October. Boy, this month seems to be flying by. Before you know it, Halloween will be here. I must say, I do like this time of year when we have weekly episodes of the creepy side of Nipa. I hope you were enjoying our episodes so far, and we have a good one for you tonight. Before we get started with tonight's episode, I'd like to ask everyone listening, I know everybody out there, at least most people that I talk to, have that one unexplained story. Maybe it's something creepy that happened to you in the past. Maybe it's something you saw. Maybe it's just a story that makes you scratch your head and wonder, what just happened? We would like to hear from you. We would like to hear your stories and maybe even share them on an upcoming episode. I would like to turn the microphone over to you, the listener give you a chance to share your personal experience. If you have a story you would like to share, please email us at ghost at wnap.com. That gives us a perfect segue into tonight's episode. Tonight, a listener from the Sunbury area, Diane, shares with us a story on the creepy side of NEPA. Diane, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for reaching out to us. Sure. That little summary you sent me definitely sparked my interest. It's a very interesting story. Thank you. Thank you. So when did it all take place, Diane? This was back in uh, early 90s. I'm going to say starting around 1991. And by the time the home was refurbished, because this happened while um, I was refurbishing a home in Sunbury. I would say this was probably until 1996 or 7 that these things were happening. Well, I'll let you start it right off. (laughs) Okay. All right. So lived in a home in Sunbury. Um, It was old. It was built in 1900 and um, it was in town. And in fact, it was right across the street from an old cemetery. Already Um, creepy vibes. (laughs) It was already creepy. Right, right, right by the, uh, uh, there's train tracks there and then there's a cemetery there. And then we were right across the corner. Okay. So it was an old area of town. In fact, they used to call it the Bloody Fifth Ward. No idea why they used to call it that, but the Bloody Fifth Ward. And this is in Sunbury. But the house was old, built in 1900, had an old outhouse that had been uh, long past buried. But the home, uh, when we first bought it, it was a just a two-room cabin. And found this out later because we had went uh, into the city uh, archives and looked up the home. Just because we were so uh, interested in what was going on right. uh, with the house. Progressed over time to end up being a three-bedroom, uh, two-bath house um, with a front room added on to it. And I never really felt anything that was off about the home when I first moved in there. I didn't get any creepy vibes. Everything was pretty no- um, normal with the home. Um, once renovations on the home started, though, things started going uh, a little bit awry in the house. Things like cold areas... I had just two cats at the time. The cats would, like all cats do, uh, run through the house, chase each other through the house. 
the the way that the house was built, there was three rooms downstairs and then there was a stairway going upstairs and you could see the entire hallway upstairs. If you just looked up the stairs, you could see the whole hallway and you could see two of the bedrooms and the bathroom. There was many times that the cats would go to that stairway, the bottom of the stairway and look up the stairs and the fur would go up on the back of their (laughs) on their backs. Yeah. Like they were seeing something you were not. Yes. Yes. Which would always prompt me to get up and go, Oh my gosh, what is this? And I'd go and look and I didn't see anything. And I don't know if the feelings that I was having at that time were because the cats were scaring me (laughs) or if something was really going on. There were cold spots in the house. Uh, Granted, it's an old house and it was being refurbished. But as more things were being done to the house, more things were happening. When it really started ramping up is when the kitchen was torn down. So we'd taken out all the cabinets, all the old cabinets. We actually even took out windows of the house. There was an old bathroom that was attached to that kitchen. We took that out. And once we took all the windows out... Um, of the kitchen, uh, mm-hmm. we started we started feeling cold breezes come through the house. Despite uh, there, I I made it sound like there was uh, the windows being out being the reason that there was cold. It was in the summertime that this was happening. Okay, so, so uh, it was yeah. it was still warm outside. It was still warm outside, and we would have cold breezes through the house. Started feeling that when I went upstairs for anything, I felt like I was being watched. Uh, going down to the basement, that was always a fine area, but that also started giving me those creepy vibes that I was being watched. Probably the culmination of it, when we started uh, doing the living room over, <clears throat> it was an old part of the house that they had, that was the last part that they had built on, built onto. Um, and it's worth noting here that this house was standalone. It wasn't part of a row home. It wasn't attached to another home. It was a standalone house with a pretty good area in between the homes. Okay. I remember being in bed one night and being woken up. I was probably around two in the morning that I heard. And so did I, I was with my, um, my ex-husband at the time I heard and he heard, we both woke up at the same time out of a dead sleep footsteps coming down the hallway upstairs. So the way our bedroom was situated, it was at the very front of the house. And we had the head of our bed at the front wall and our feet were facing uh, the doorway out into the hallway. Okay. So you could see right Um, in the hallway from where you're right down the hallway. Right. Right. And we never closed the door because, you know, there's no children in the house and it was just us and two cats. Right. And And definitely is something you want to wake up to footsteps if you guys are the only (laughs) one in the house. Right, right. It was it was so pronounced. It was so pronounced the sound that actually my ex husband got up and got a baseball bat out of the cabinet and went looking through the house because he thought somebody was in the house. There was nobody in the home. There's nobody in the home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That was and that happened quite a few times with the the disembodied footsteps. So that wasn't um, just a one time occurrence. Right. Nope. 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 Uh, that was the one time, though, that I specifically remember both of us waking up and hearing it. Once we, like I was saying earlier, uh, once we started doing that front uh, living room over, we had taken out a uh, one corner of the one wall, and there was a whole bunch of artifacts in that wall. There was things like old meat market receipts. There was dolls. There was coins. 
there was old, old medicine bottles stuffed down in there. That, that's kind of cool, finding them in the wall. It was really neat. Yeah, it was really neat. It was really neat. Uh, not too long after that last footstep hearing, where we both woke up and searched the house for somebody in the home, not long after that is the time that I woke up um, out of a dead sleep. Again, it was 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Everything seems to happen around that hour at night. <laughs> Right? It's the witching hour or the the spooking hour, right? So I woke up and being the bed was still in that same area, I looked at the doorway and there was a woman standing there in like a red, like a nightgown set, like a nightgown with an overcoat. Mm -hmm. And her hair was down, her hair was dark and brushed out. And I, and, and not, not like human uh, but not like totally see through. Were you like, able to like uh, make out a face on him, or just like more like a shadow? No, I was able to make a face out on it. I could see. I'm getting chills <laughs> saying it again. I could see the woman's face, her facial structure, and I could see the look on her face. Um, Ooh, that that is a little bit creepy. <laughs> yes, yes, and she was looking straight. Forward. Now, I can't say whether she was looking at me, but she was looking straight forward through the doorway. So, and where our bed was situated, it was directly at us. So she was like right in the doorway, but the hallway side. Right. But did not come through, like just came in the hallway and stopped right there at the doorway. And boy, I I remember thinking, I have never, I, I have never had a nightmare where I was awake. And thought that I was still dreaming, but I I did. I closed my eyes and I thought, whoo, count to three, count to three. And I counted to three, opened my eyes, and she was still standing there. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Yes. It with the same expression. She hadn't moved, but she's still standing there. And I thought, oh boy, oh boy. So I remember rolling over and trying to wake my ex-husband up. And uh he finally did wake. And then I said, look at the doorway. And when he sat up and looked, she was no longer there. Of course. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And every time I told the story after that, he'd say, oh, but I didn't see it. I don't believe her. He definitely did believe me because of all the other things that had happened in that home. Right. Yeah. Uh, footsteps and things. So because that happened and because I saw somebody standing there and I, I wasn't frightened per se of her i was just very startled well yeah of course it isn't something yes. you're expecting yes yes there's a specter in my bed in my bedroom how did it get here and why is she standing there and yeah i uh, talked to neighbors who were friends of ours and and i am not a religious person but she said why don't you get some bibles and i had bibles at my home she said why don't you get some bibles and set them out on your counters with like the pages open and so I, I did. I probably put two or three Bibles out just throughout the house and just opened it to any random page and let them open. Right. And I'm telling you, that has never happened again. That never happened again. Wow. Yeah. I never heard of somebody doing that, but I guess <laughs> I guess that worked for you. I guess. I guess. Um, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I, I definitely don't think it's the power of... Um, suggestion um for that i do think something else uh was going on there but um never had that happen again now how long were you in the house after the the bibles were put out 
Oh gosh, um, it was probably another two years before okay, we so were totally finished and sold it. Yeah, it's quite a decent amount of time then. Yeah, and it was about four years before that, before that particular incident that things were happening before then, and we were living in that home still. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got the chills <laughs> just thinking about your story. To be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, growing up, my grandma used to tell us stories about um, hauntings at her old house. And I think some of them probably were just told to scare us kids because we loved we loved getting uh, scared by things. Yeah. Do you um, know any history in the house of what might have caused that haunting? Um, I do have a little history. I was kind of hoping you'd ask that because <laughs> I did go, like I said, I did go in and look uh, some more information up on the home. The elderly couple that lived there, the house was bought from their estate. So... The husband had died a few years earlier in the home, in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, right where most of your activities started once you yeah. remodeled the kitchen. Yes. Yep. Yep. After he, uh, after he had passed, um, and this this portion was told to us by family members of the woman that was living in the house before we bought it. So this was not in any of the records that we found. Okay. They said that she got worse with her health. And could no longer climb the stairs. And so they had built on the little bathroom that was on our kitchen. And she lived in the front living room. That was her bedroom. So so she didn't have to climb the stairs. She had her bathroom, her kitchen, and her bedroom right. all downstairs. And she had never gone back upstairs. Uh, they said for it was they said it was a couple of years before um she passed that she just didn't use the upstairs. So that front living room where um, I said that we started doing work in there, and then the actual apparition appeared. She actually passed away in that living room. Ooh. So the husband and the wife both passed away there. The husband in the kitchen and the wife in the living room. In two of the rooms where most of the and activity the started. Where, yes. Yep. Yes. No idea. No idea um, that this had all happened. The house was purchased pretty cheap, which is why we bought it and we're fixing it up. But man, that was really interesting to get all that information later. Kind of yeah. wish I would have known it beforehand. It sort of backs up the whole story, too. <laughs> it sure does. It sure does. Yeah. Well, I'd like to thank you for reaching out to us. That was a, a pretty creepy story, I got to say. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I still get chills. I still get chills. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Enjoy listening to The Creepy Side of NEPA? Check out The Creepy Side of America podcast, where we explore the darker side of the United States, along with stories behind some of America's most haunted locations. Find The Creepy Side of America wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for joining us tonight on The Creepy Side of NEPA. If you haven't already, please like, subscribe, or follow The Creepy Side of NEPA on whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on. Also, don't forget to like WNAP's Creepy Side of NEPA on Facebook. I hope you could join us next week. Until then, enjoy The Creepy Side of NEPA. This has been The Creepy Side of NEPA. If you have a spooky story that took place in northeastern or central Pennsylvania, Send it to ghost at WNEP.com for your chance to share it on an upcoming episode. We're dying to hear from you. Mm-hmm.
Ha 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 